Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Hey listeners, in this episode, I catch up with fellow podcaster and fellow Nashvilleian, Mitch Lee. All right, so today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest is Mitch Lee of (laughs) Retail Pharmacy Podcast. Mitch started in retail pharmacy as a cashier in 2004 and stayed with it as a technician and into pharmacy school. He graduated in 2010, and then he began to see and hear so many interesting intersections as a floater and decided to start Retail Pharmacy Podcast to share those stories so others in our industry won't feel alone when they have a tough day. Listeners send in their stories through Facebook and Twitter, and a new episode of the show drops once a week on Fridays. Mitch really tries to be intentional and being down to earth and doesn't take himself too seriously, as is often the case in the medical field. Mitch, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you, Hillary. I am stoked to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Well, thanks for joining us. And now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps from that intro or share a bit about your personal life. Yeah. So starting out as a cashier and going straight through to a pharmacist has been pretty interesting. I think a lot of pharmacists who have never been a cashier technician tend to um, not know what it's like to be on that side. So it's a little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it, it, I think it helps to know that side of it as a technician and what they all go through. But I do have a kind of like a running joke that I'll use when I often will sometimes still float to other stores. It doesn't happen that often mm-hmm. anymore, but I still go to a, a new store every now and again. And, and I'll tell them like, yeah, I've been with the company for a while. I started out as a cashier. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll say, Little did you know, with this company, you start out as a cashier, as long as you stay with the company long enough, they'll just promote you to pharmacist. You don't have to go to pharmacist. (laughs) And the, uh, I've done the joke probably like, I don't know, 20 times over my floating career. And I I usually like try and, you know, deadpan and not get their reaction and then immediately say, I'm kidding. And in particular, one day I let this uh, technician believe me for like an hour. And then I overheard her call her husband and be like, hey, I've got you know, all I gotta do is like stick it out, and I'll be. I was like, oh, oh no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like I was kidding. It was a joke. Oh no. Um, anyway, so yeah, I did that in 2004. Um, so I'm originally from Southeast Georgia. That's where it all started. Uh, I actually, before being a cashier with the company I'm at now, I was at an independent for about two years. So that's where I first got the taste of pharmacy. I was a cashier and technician at the age of like 16 or 17. Oh wow. Uh, Southeast Georgia. And went, uh, eventually got accepted to South University mm-hmm. in Savannah, Georgia, 2007. Uh, went through uh, South University is a quarter-based, is it quarter semester? It's quarter-based, yeah. So it's three years instead of four. Hmm. Uh, got graduated in 2010, stayed on with the same company. And yeah, just floated around. And now uh, at the, my, at the, well, it's like second permanent store. I was at a store for a couple of years that was um, here in Nashville and then moved on here to the different side of town. So, mm-hmm. okay. so far, so good. Yeah. And then I, I was kind of going through and it was honestly, Hillary, I was getting a little burned out, I guess, you know, I was feeling like, this yeah. is, you know, 
I started out like, I'm going to change the world. I'm mm-hmm. so excited about helping all my patients. And then, mm-hmm. as you know, working in community can mm-hmm. really weigh on you, you know, sometimes. And so I mm-hmm. have these stories. People come up and ask the strangest things, you know, and I was thinking to myself, there's no better way to get through that than if someone else that you work with hears the interaction so you can mm-hmm. kind of like talk about like can you believe that she mm-hmm. just asked me that you know and so creating a podcast with that obviously keeping HIPAA intact but mm-hmm. just sharing stories like that and, and stuff I thought could help uh everyone and help me kind of get through get through every week oh my well that is so funny and so um I'm glad you also clarified that you uh, change the names. So there, you know, so if you do, so when people do submit these stories to you, um, they don't really have to worry about, um, you sharing their name or maybe the company that they work for, or, um, or of, of course, you know, not sharing, disclosing patient information, um, and violating any HIPAA issues. Um, but yeah, um, Wow. And then so so people have just and of course you've got a, a play on words there with the retail pharmacy. <laughs> yeah. Retail. So R E T E L L is the podcast name. Yes. Um, that's what I landed on. It took a couple of tries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, and so anyway, you're also in Nashville as am I. And, um, it's funny because we, you know, I was sharing earlier before we started recording that we have actually worked for the same, um, company. I was doing some PRN and, you know, I'm sure people, they start to know, even though you may never see that other pharmacist, uh, in person or, you know, face to face, you may talk to the same, you're, oh, yes. you're calling store number, whatever. Oh, you're, you know, oh, we got to transfer. Oh, we oh. got to get some inventory. Do you have this one? Can you fill yes, it for this you know by name? Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think every pharmacy goes to that. If you've been there for a while, you know, even technicians, you know, pharmacist names. And then if you're lucky, maybe three or four years into it, you can actually stop by and actually meet them face to face. But usually, okay. it's just recognizing their voice. Yeah. Do you so? Do you ever go and do like drive bys with people, and you're like, man, I got to come visit your store because I get so many great stories from here, or what? Um, I haven't. I haven't got a lot of that yet. The thing about when people send in the their their responses or the patients of the week or stories that you know. Mm-hmm. If they want to remain anonymous, I definitely keep that. Um, I'll just say, you know, not read as anonymous, and mm-hmm. uh, that actually really increased uh, responses. I remember mm-hmm. when I first started out, I, mm-hmm. I just didn't even think about that, and I was a little nervous using my name. I knew that I wasn't going to disclose where I worked, yeah. Um, but I figured, you know, I'm, I was going to keep it um, funny, but not like what, like using profanity and like. Right. Bad mouthing patients and all these things like that's not what the podcast is about. So, uh-huh. uh, whenever I was like, you know, I wonder if people are kind of nervous to use their name. Mm-hmm. I I said on an episode, I was like, by the way, if you send in something, you know, through Facebook or Twitter on for the show, mm-hmm. if you want to be anonymous, just let me know. And then like all these stories come came in because people, rightly so, are nervous that the wrong people will hear it. But uh, mm-hmm. other than that, if someone writes in and they they don't mind. Uh, their name being heard some people actually think it's kind of cool to hear their name on the show so i'll Mm -hmm. say their name if they don't mind but yeah usually 
keeping the companies out of it, if I can. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, and I, I would assume that over so many years, you've got some great, what was, what's been one of the most, I guess, um, uh, interesting stories or something where you were just like, man, I have got to tell this or like people have got to hear this example or, you know, this experience. Yeah. Oh man. There's so many. Oh my gosh. I, there was probably like a defining like moment in where I'm like, okay, like I can't just like tell my coworkers and my friends this. like other people have to hear this because it all started at like, uh, hanging out with, you know, we'd be, uh, my friends hanging out and they're not, most of them aren't in the pharmacy industry. Mm-hmm. And so, hmm. uh, you know, get togethers or parties, I would say, Hey, what had, this patient came up and like did this and they would literally just be in shock. Like they would say, no, that, there's no way that happened. And I'm like, yeah, it <laughs> really did happen. Like you can't make it up, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's how, kind of how it started. And I was like, okay, maybe there's something here. And I don't know if there's like a defining patient. I remember, uh, the, I think it was like one of the first, patients of the week it would actually be interesting to go back on like my first episode and listen to my first patient of the week that I had but I I believe it there was one that I always had in my mind where a patient had a um, they got a vaccine mm-hmm. uh, they came back it was like later that day or the next day and they were like holding their arm really gingerly talking about how much their arm hurt mm-hmm. and they said that the needle was stuck in their arm mm. the, the, the uh pharmacist gave me the vaccine and the pharmacist wasn't there like yeah the needle is stuck in there and I went to the ER already they said they didn't they couldn't find anything but I'm in massive pain Hmm. and you guys owe me uh, for my ER bills and whatever else it's going to take to get this needle out (laughs) we uh looked at the the uh needles that the pharmacist used and we showed it to the patient how when you inject and you keep pushing the button it retracts into itself mm-hmm. and so the patient didn't see the needle come out of their arm because mm-hmm. it retracted into the, the syringe mm-hmm. and so as soon as they saw that they immediately like let go of their arm and just like readjusted and, and they you know kind of like oh okay and just like walked off <laughs> what hmm. so like how are you in this mat like they claim they're in this massive pain and mm-hmm. wanted all this money for their bills. And once they find out the truth that the needle is not actually in their arm, it just magically feel better. So it was stuff like that. And I was like, okay, this has got to, this has to be shared. Oh my. <laughs> huh. Um, yeah, I haven't heard that one, but yeah, people <laughs> certainly have a lot of views about vaccines. Um, gosh, especially now, I'm sure y'all are seeing all kinds of crazy stuff over the past year with, um, COVID, but yeah, people make up lots of different things to, uh, um, get their medicine or, or to get questions. So, um, fascinating. Um, (laughs) so do you ever, do you hear from any like patient or do you think most of your listeners are, are pharmacists and here like just chuckling like, Oh yeah, something like that happened to me too. Or yeah, it's definitely uh, mostly technicians, interns, pharmacists working in, working or who have worked in community, and it's bringing mm-hmm. back memories for them if they're out of the game, things oh, yeah. like that. I have a few listeners who don't work pharmacy at all, and they've reached out to say that, you know, it's interesting to get the view from behind the counter. 
Um, but I would say probably like 90, 95% of the people who listen are uh, actually currently working in the community. Okay. Uh, so yeah, just relatable stories. And if they're not actively sending me stuff, it's hopefully things that they resonate with and like, oh, I had something like that the other day. And uh, hopefully letting them know that they're not alone in what they're going through, which is the, the whole message for the podcast. Like, you're not alone. Like, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a professional uh, field that we're in, and so we have to maintain professionalism. Obviously, obviously, we want to be there for our patients. We love our patients. But there's a human element to it, too. There's a human element that you cannot hide that sometimes you're just frustrated. Sometimes you feel like your job is not great. Sometimes your shift is awful and mm -hmm. you've had you, you've had it and you're like okay i'm not doing this anymore um that's human that's mm -hmm. normal and and i think a lot of people might feel like they're not allowed to feel that way mm -hmm. or they're alone in feeling that way and it's absolutely not true yeah well i mean it it you know the burnout is just rampant in the healthcare professions and you know i remember days where I was working a shift in the community setting and you're just exhausted. I mean, because, you know, you're just so busy. You're doing like, you know, you're calling the insurance company, somebody's in front of you on the counter and you're verifying a prescription all at the same time. And you've got a queue of all these waiters. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, it, it can be like literally you you'd forget to go to the bathroom or oh. um you know you, for, can't you can't go to the bathroom forget about going to lunch you know or grabbing anything to eat yes. um so yeah it it can it can definitely be stressful um but i love that you know you are bringing humor as a way to help <laughs> decompress and you know help to also build that um camaraderie with um fellow um pharmacists out there because yeah I think that it is I mean sometimes you know you go into your your pharmacy and um you know you've got your team your you know mm -hmm. technicians or maybe a cashier yeah. the front people um and then you've you're obviously seeing people all day um, but it's, it's not the same kind of interaction. And so, yeah, you may not see another pharmacist or other peers or colleagues. Right. Um, and so I think that probably building a community in that way is really great. Um, yeah, it's the, the, the comedic aspect to it is something that is helpful. You're absolutely right. And a lot of it, I, I can't, Hillary, I can't help it. Like I, I'll read these patients of the week mm -hmm. and like, I just start there's so many times on the show where I just start cracking and laughing, mm -hmm. you know, and I deliberately don't edit those out. Like I try and leave mm -hmm. these laughs in because I'll read these submissions before, mm -hmm. like quickly before the show, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll kind of get the patients that I, of the week that I want to send in, you know, if someone sends in something and they're like, you know, all this, you know, dark profanity and they're all upset. Mm -hmm. And I seems like you usually don't use things like that, but right. for the most part, they're all really, really good, and so I'll kind of collect them, and a lot of the time I'll kind of forget what the actual, what it was really about until I record, and then I'll kind of, so it's almost like I'm reading it for the first time on the show, and it, it, I guess it kind of like writes itself, like the, if there is a comedy aspect to it, it's just, 
it's because everything is just so ridiculous. Like it's, and and we keep we keep it as positive, like as positive as possible. We just started a new uh, segment mm-hmm. on the show, uh, Technician of the Week, and that's highlighting a technician who's done something really awesome. So I, mm-hmm. I love keeping uh, things positive on the show because mm-hmm. they can definitely go like down a dark road very yeah. easily. Yes. Um, but it's because we keep things positive, we keep things, you know, semi-professional, but still letting our hair down. I think there's room to laugh, you know, mm-hmm. laugh about what happened and laugh about what somebody asked for. If, if somebody comes to the pharmacy and asks you to help them with their cell phone plan and, you know, like, that's mm-hmm. funny. Like, that's going to be something that you should kind of joke about. And mm-hmm. the other option would be if you're really busy, you could get really angry or frustrated with that person. It's like, why would you come to the pharmacy about a cell phone? But laughing about it hopefully provides a different way to kind of uh, hmm. deal with that and decompress, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, I love that highlighting a technician of the week or even a, a pharmacist of the week. Um, so what do you see as kind of the future for retail pharmacy? continue podcasting you have any other uh, aspirations for yeah it's um I, right now i'm just kind of rolling with it as it goes you know sponsorship is increasing which is great i've always thought in my mind like a good goal would be to eventually end up part-time uh, as a pharmacist and then doing this part-time if that were to ever happen that would be great because i don't think i could ever fully get out of the game because i kind of need to be in it if I'm going to say things like you're not alone because you know if I'm mm. not doing it it's not easy for me to say that so uh you know part-time that would be kind of the goal uh but I definitely want to do some sort of um video aspects mm-hmm. uh, some sort of uh videos sent out there some sort of uh merch uh, uh more interviews maybe like what you do I need to learn more from you about how to do uh, really good interviews. I'm not, I'm not a really good uh, interviewer, but I need to do more interviews. And um, there's a lot of room to grow. And uh, right now, I'm just kind of enjoying the ride. And and uh, not quite as long as, as this podcast has been going, but it's been it's been pretty fun so far. So just kind of taking it a week at a time. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, because I mean, you've had yours for a, a quite a few number of years as well. When did you uh, press? send to oh, apple man. podcast remember yeah yes oh my gosh i remember that day and then you know kept refreshing the phone to see if it hit oh yeah that was uh the official send off with the first one was july tw- uh, 2018 so next month will be three years we're gonna have a a special three-year celebratory episode where i'm probably just gonna laugh a lot and scream you know and in, uh, in a good way to be really happy and play a bunch of music and do all kinds of stupid stuff. So very excited about that. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> um, well, good. And of course, um, you know, having, having fun and, and getting, what are some of the ways that you, other ways that you do to uh, decompress and um, I guess relax a little bit from That's being a, a you know, stressful day. You just yes, got in so, from your shift and you jumped oh, right yeah. on to get on this podcast interview with me. What are some ways that you're going to, um, relax and, and help, um, kind of get back into a different mode? 
Hillary, I'm so glad you mentioned that part about this getting off. I'm so glad because I I don't know if I'm making a lot of sense now. Like I, I told you right before we recorded, I literally just got home about five minutes ago from a shift. So if I'm not making any sense, uh, it's because my I'm just all over the place. But to answer your question, I love this question. I love this question so much because with how crazy things are now with COVID, with how, I mean, things were crazy before COVID and this has just made it all the more crazy. So it's very, very important, I think, to find something to continually do to decompress. And obviously everyone's life's different. There's a lot of things if you're juggling at home, maybe you don't have the time. Uh, for me, it's definitely running and I've gotten more into uh, like really small, uh, meditations, like on like a little app, you know, like a little five or ten minute. This is more like deep breathing, things like that. I always used to think meditation was weird, but it's actually it's pretty simple. It's pretty easy stuff to do. But running every day, uh, getting more difficult in this hot heat here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. But uh, 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 keeping the activity level up, meditating, and um, it's podcasting. Yeah, that's how it's pretty much going down right now on TV. I just I. Every single episode, I talk about TV at the top because I know there's so many people that just all they can do when they get home is just veg out in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. And so I always like to talk about some shows that I'm watching and, you know, people will send me TV recommendations and mm-hmm. that's kind of a fun part. Yeah. Gosh, um, it is. It's it's easy to, to slip in. I mean, I remember, you know, if you're getting home at um, – especially when you're doing the late shift, right? I mean, you, you've got to get really motivated in the morning to to get up and have some kind of routine built in so that you're getting in that exercise. And, you know, even in, um, in you know, my day job where um, I'm not on a 8 to 4 or 2 to 10, mine is more yeah. Monday through Friday, the – not, you know, nine to five, but it's, you know, more of that eight to four thirty schedule kind of thing or sure. sometimes earlier. But you do. Everybody has the same 24 hours in a day, right? And so yeah. if you don't schedule in like a workout um, and you don't have to do it every day a week, you know, sometimes people have to build up. But for me, it's really helpful to get that in. It's just such Isn't a like, mental health. Yes. yes. It mm-hmm. really is. It's, it's. More, I would say running for me is more mental health than anything. Like it's great, obviously, for physical health, but mm-hmm. the the mental benefit, the mental health benefits of being active mm-hmm. is. I mean, I think once people begin to do it and they begin to feel that aspect, that's when it becomes hopefully yeah. a habit because they can see that. And I agree with you a hundred percent. It's all about the mental health for that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and well, it's free. Running's free. You know, you can walk 100%. out your door, which is great. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I wonder too, like, how else can we get community pharmacists to like better network? Because I, you know, you're not on, you're on a computer all day, right? You've got to be checking orders and things. But yeah. what are some other ways that that they can kind of network or uh, connect with with other peers, stay up to date on? you know, what's happening in the pharmacy world. And I mean, it's tough to stay motivated. It is. And I can say that from personal experience. It is so tough to stay motivated, Hillary. I I wish I had this like amazing, awesome answer to like how 
we can like as community pharmacists stay up to date with the latest information but there are so many mm-hmm. times before i record that my listeners will sit in like articles or i'll like google like the latest news and just talk about articles because yeah. i i don't know when i get off work i, I don't want to like mm-hmm. deal with that stuff so it's so, so easy for me to kind of shut off to the outside world of new medications and news which is not great that is not good at all but the exhaustion elements like mm-hmm. I don't want to before I go to work or after I get off I don't want to research a new medication you know so um I am guilty of not always being up on the latest and greatest and it's it is tough extremely extremely tough and that's honestly one way the podcast has helped I think is we do talk it's not the smallest little things that happen in the news but we'll talk uh what like if there's a a pretty blockbuster drug that's come out we've talked about that before uh COVID mm-hmm. news we're doing that every week now mm-hmm. um so that's a way that I've been keeping up just from having to record which has been awesome because like I said before I was pretty much in the dark on a regular basis yeah well and you feel um obligated you feel kind of called to that higher purpose and obligated to um, provide some of that value and, and share it with your audience. So, and it's a win yeah. for you. <laughs> I think so. It's like a win-win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels good to, to have something come out or, or a patient ask something. And I'm like, actually, I know, I know about this current event because I just talked about it on the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, gosh. Well, I, um, you know, I did not start doing a lot of reading probably until I started working um, at Dispensary of Hope and I went through a like voracious stage of reading because, right, you know, I was a great reader growing up. Then you get to college and you and you, all you have to do is read for tests in pharmacy yeah. school. You're, re- you're sure. like... You've got Depiro books and, um, you know, you're like, or journal articles, and you're like, I don't have time to read for other things. And um, yeah, any, and I think Audible has been probably the best way to like consume oh. some of that. What you're going for a run, you listen to a podcast, oh, man. you turn on Audible, and going through so many different like personal development books and things. Um, so speaking of TV, I've gone through like, I don't know, right now being COVID, being pregnant and then having a baby, (laughs) I've totally given myself a lot more grace. And I'm like, you know what, if we want to, you know, watch an episode or whatever. And Hey, I'm like scaled back these podcasts from being weekly to bi-weekly. I'm like, you know, I'm a new mama. I'm going to prioritize you know, that being a baby or having to, you know, play with yes. the baby. <laughs> That's a so, ovation. It all, it's just seasons, you know, you can be of like course. a real motivator, go getter and not, and not watch any TV and be completely clueless on like the culture of the TV culture, sure. which I probably was for a while. Um, but you know, it's, it is, you just have to kind of go through those seasons and balance and stuff. Of course. So. Yeah. If you, if you decide to do that, that's, I think it's a treat for you. Yeah. You know, they, they said when you're watching sitcoms or TV, like your brain is at its most like rested, pretty much brain dead state. And that's, <laughs> that can be helpful and it can, you know, hurt. Obviously 
everything in moderation, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it's I find it very helpful, and I love that you gave yourself grace for that. It's amazing. Yeah. Ooh. Um. Well, cool. Well, so Mitch, um, you've been with the same company for a while. You've probably got some great vacation time built up. Mm. And um, what are some things that you're looking forward to um, now that, you know, COVID vaccines are hopefully waning and, you know, things are getting a little bit um, back to normal, if you will. Yes. Masks are coming off. Pretty soon the the glass will come down. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, things are trending that way. And I'm so excited to be leaving Nashville for a couple of days, even though I absolutely love the city. My wife and I are going to Chattanooga for a small little trip just to get out because it's been so long since we have. And speaking of mental health, there's a huge mental health aspect, I think, just to leaving town. Mm-hmm. And so even though Chattanooga is very, very close, I think it's just enough, uh, just far enough away to enjoy. And like we were discussing right before we recorded, uh, getting access to a pool. I, we were staying in a place with a pool, mm-hmm. and that's what I need in my life lately. I need a pool mm-hmm. in this hot weather. I need uh, a good book and a drink in my hand, and I'm set. That's what I need. So that's the immediate uh, That's the immediate vacation we've always talked about. I'm probably going to pull the trigger on what, maybe California, like wine country, something on the West Coast. And then um, internationally, we always wanted to go to Iceland. That would be the next mm. place. Okay. It is. I think that travel also gives you something to look forward to. And, yeah, you just you get to kind of escape. So yes. I hope yeah. that you enjoy Definitely that. Definitely not traveling as much as, as you. Once a year, said you go out, out of the country once a year. That's amazing. Yeah. We try to. Um, we are big points people, so we like to follow the points guy and totally try. Now, of course, it's not the best scenario for everyone. Of course, if you're following Dave Ramsey, he's like credit cards are bad, <laughs> and we t- we've totally done the Dave Ramsey courses and things. Sure. And um, sure. but we also um, are luckily in a good position to be able to do that. And so, um, yeah, when we did go to Italy. Uh, last February 2020 before, you know, COVID, yeah. um, we did not pay for a single hotel. What? Yep. We didn't have to pay for a hotel room that was all booked on points. Um, and they were all, oh, they were all four and five star places. Come on. Now you're just rubbing salt. <laughs> in the now you're, come on. That's incredible. I know. I know. Hey, I have to give it to my husband. He like studies this stuff and you know, it's something that we are, um, really, you know, passionate about. Like yeah. now a lot of times, you know, we're not going, like we went to Cuba and we'd stayed in Airbnbs, like, you know, 70 bucks a night. Some were like, we went to a few places. They were like 20, five or thirty dollars a night in cuba when we went a few years ago so um it was interesting um and you know we've been to a couple like if you get to thailand you can get an hour massage for five dollars you just have to get there so you gotta like say five dollars yeah five dollars you're sold five dollars five dollars five or ten dollars for an hour massage so 
gosh. You I know. What, like, the, what do you think the maximum number of out? Like, obviously, we're used to paying like a hundred dollars for massage. Like, oh, I wonder yeah. if I could go over there and say, "Here's a hundred dollars. I would like a twenty-hour massage." Maybe <laughs> you could do that. Um, <laughs> or at least have one, you know, stay for, oh. for a week or two weeks and, yeah. um, go to the same lady. But <laughs> no, yeah, there's so many different ways to like hack the system. And if you're passionate about it and you do a lot of research, like I, he does, my husband does logistics. I like research the places and things. And yeah, we have, we don't even really use a travel agent. We kind of just plan and build oh, our own gosh. trips. Um, well, do hobby. So it'd be running meditation and now studying <laughs> the best ways to travel so I can be yeah. like you guys. <laughs> that sounds like the way to do it. Yes. Well, you know, and, and it's not for every, like my parents were like, we'll just go do a cruise. Everything's planned for us. It's easy. You sure. know, you pay 500 bucks, thousand bucks, and it's like all included. Sure. And we're like, no, we want to go and like research like the coolest place to like restaurant in, you know, whatever city and you know so um, that's interesting so when you guys travel are you so that sounds like you guys are like the you map out like day to day almost like to the hour what you're gonna be doing or there's sometimes where you travel you're just like you know what today we're just gonna kind of wing it um you know there's downtime but no I've got some like pretty robust itineraries when we've gone to Greece we have gone to we did Thailand for two weeks for a honeymoon we did Cuba as I mentioned we um, have gone to Costa Rica twice, um, but you know we'll even do like domestic things. Like we went to San Francisco. A friends um, were hosting something for the naval, um, the Blue Angels, oh, yeah. and you know I was like, oh well, on this day we're gonna go down to the pier. I mean, you can like find all kind of stuff on even on Pinterest or Google Blogs, and you know you just kind of do a little surfing and. Um, put together your trip. I'm a maximizer, so I like to maximize my time. And um, maybe that's maybe a travel agent could be like I could I could uh, maybe that's yeah. my new thing is I could be a travel agent for pharmacists, and I'll be consult around how to. <laughs> I mean, we've done a lot of random, but here, hey, the other thing, Mitch, is um, guess what we were doing to fund our travel as well. So not only the points. Guess the other thing. Oh, we were doing. okay. What is this like a GoFundMe or something like? No, 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 no. We used Airbnb. We did. We Airbnb'd our home in Nashville. It was our primary residence. Okay. We don't have you know, rental properties, whatever. No. So this was a love hate relationship with me. And I've talked about this on the year financial pharmacist podcast, Uh but no. So we, you know, live right by Vanderbilt. And so we could rent out our home for, you know, um, back in the day, 2015 or so, and not a lot of, you know, maybe a thousand bucks a night. I mean, I think it got down to like 600 or so, but, um, yeah, if somebody's going to pay me, pay me to go travel somewhere. So did I love people coming and like using my bathroom and like, I mean, no, we had somebody come and clean and I had like different sheets and different towels and all that stuff, but no, it funded our trip. And so when I'm like in Greece at the beach hanging out, I'm like, yep, somebody, you know, people can come and Airbnb in my house for me to go and live, uh, experience this type of vacation. So no, points game is important. 
Um, finding other revenue streams is important because we weren't having to dip into our savings um, for that. So, yes. Can I just recap, just to recap what, what I just heard? So you uh, got your places to, like you, you guys uh, were using points to stay, so it didn't come out of your pocket to stay somewhere. And then every trip, based on your like ninja maneuvering with the awesome Nashville market and mm -hmm. Airbnb, every trip was that you plan was like paid for that's well amazing. we've gotten more sophisticated with the with the um points so i would say earlier on we did not have as many points booked up for um i think we were paying for you know our hotels in greece so i wasn't you know i was really kind of we weren't staying in hostels i mean we were we stayed in yeah. nice places sure, but yeah. um you know when you travel to thailand you can stay in a four or five star hotel for 150 bucks a night or something or at least under 200 i mean nice places wow and you know so if you you know go down a tier or something i mean you can really make it very affordable um it's amazing it's very inspiring i'm i'm super like pumped now to like go to these places and now chattanooga is like what, what are we doing like going down the streets we need to be going to cuba I'm going to go see the Thailand. world. It depends <laughs> on what your interests are. For us, we love to travel. We love doing like sporting events. Um, we love, you know, like like we would do triathlons in the summer. Um, we just, you know, that's our passion and what we like to spend our time doing. Now, some people are like, oh my gosh, that is exhausting. Yeah. And we just are kind of higher energy people and oh so that's kind awesome of i mean knowing thing. what you like and and going for it is amazing there are the people that need the vacations where it's a cruise mm -hmm. or you just i'm just not gonna have anything plans yeah i'm gonna go to this all-inclusive resort pay one flat rate and get everything mm -hmm. you know and that's that's awesome i think i'm i would i was gonna say i'm somewhere in the middle but i'm, I'm definitely mm -hmm. not a planner my wife is more of the planner for sure yeah but uh i that sounds I like the idea of maximizing the amount of time while you're there because it would be so easy to just like, okay, we'll just wake up when we want to and like go here and go there. And then like the day is gone and you've only done like one or two things. Mm -hmm. So that's great the way you guys have it. Yeah. This was all pre-kids. So we'll see, you know, post-baby. <laughs> yeah. um, our energy may be lower. Um, well, cool. Well, Mitch, um, I hope you'll have a good restful time. Thank you so much. Hillary. And, um, yeah. And I hope, Oh, and the, the final question I love to ask all of our guests is what is some advice that you're, you would tell your younger self or for others out there who are just getting started in their career? Just getting started in my career, what would I tell myself? Uh, I would tell myself to, uh, oh, I know. I would tell myself to uh, just place major importance on self-care. I mean, when I was young, graduated pharmacy school, you know, staying up late, uh, kind of eating whatever, and, and uh, having a, like a social life that was important, and that's, that's normal. Uh, the, yeah. the self-care aspect, I think, uh, is, I just, I preach about it a lot, I think, on the podcast, and I, I can't stress it enough with, um, there's so many different ways. We've already talked about meditation and running, but there's so many other ways to do it. I would hammer that into myself. Uh, did st 
to take better care of yourself early on because you'll reap the benefits mm. uh, in the future and mm. get creative. And for me, that was a podcast, but that's not for everyone, obviously. Uh, right. There are very creative ways, I think, to make your profession not ho-hum. And let's face it, there's not a lot of pharmacists that are in the profession because they are so freaking excited about medicine, right? There's not mm-hmm. a lot of people out there that are like, I, I just love medication mm-hmm. and I know it helps people. So I just get up every day and I feel energized by that. Like I'm going to go out there and help the world. It's like, mm-hmm. that sounds great. And that probably got you into pharmacy school by writing that down on a sheet of paper. Mm-hmm. But that's not human. That's not normal. I mean, that's great if that's true. But I don't know. There's, um, there's so many different ways to get creative, to make your, to reinvent your career for yourself. And I would just encourage my younger self to look, start looking for that early on, or, uh, earlier on. Yeah. That's great. Love it. All right. Well, Mitch, it was such a pleasure to have you as a guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thanks for having me. It's been so much fun. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening.